0: So, I've tried to record a segment for my podcast here, and I've tried about three or four different things, and I really didn't know what to do, and I was trying to be different personalities, and some of my idols growing up, I know that I don't believe in, I don't have, I don't share the same political views as uh, characters like Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity or Art Bell even, but it's those those characters on the radio, and I call them characters because they really were a persona, and I believe that there was a certain persona and ideal that they held themselves to as soon as that on-air sign um, lit up, that red on-air sign lit up in their studio. But at the end of the day, I I think it's best just to be myself and uh, speak candidly, especially early on here. I have no idea what my show is going to feel like, what the tone, what the speed's going to be, but I think it's best if I just talk casually talk about what I know and talk about the things that I care about so I had some sort of build up kind of set up and some introduction and I just it didn't feel natural to me and if it doesn't feel natural to me right now I don't think I'm gonna push it too hard so I'm gonna let it things fall into place as they may as they may so but I want to thank you for tuning in this first little portion of the podcast is going to be small but I just wanted to be able to eventually touch base with all the things that I care about I really enjoy art I really enjoy music, I really enjoy entertainment, and I really enjoy sports. So this podcast, this whole podcast journey is going to start with this podcast. Hopefully branch out into two, three more. But for the time being, I just want to touch on all of it and, again, see where the cards fall and see where the chips land. So uh, the reason why I wanted to do a podcast is because I've always been passionate about the radio. The AM radio dial has been my companion for a decade plus now. I remember 2004 getting my first mp3 player and to me it was better than an iPod because iPods they just couldn't record the radio. They didn't have access to the radio. You could just download the songs that you wanted on there and then you just have to run with that and there were podcasts, there were audiobooks and they certainly were built to be more durable than my cheap plastic $35 Walmart mp3 player but I remember radio just being unpredictable uh i actually felt like the person i was listening to was actually there and it was it was a little bit more of a immersive immersive conversation than just listening to my favorite songs on repeat now i love listening to my favorite songs on repeat i do it all the time but sometimes i like to let my mind go i like to let go of that I guess you can I don't want to say stress, but just that control. I think giving up control sometimes is nice and just tuning into the radio, you never know what you're going to land on. You just throw it on, and you just listen. So I spent many nights driving many miles in the middle of nowhere under a million stars and the AM radio was my only companion. The AM radio kept me awake um, other than rolling down the window to smoke a cigarette I really would do nothing but listen intently to whether it was Coast to Coast AM, it was Overnight America, it was any of the CBS, NBC, or Fox Sports affiliates. Um, those were all my companion through a, through a lot of uh, different situations in my life, whether it was me trying to stay awake um, when I was 13, 14 years old listening to my MP3 player, whether it was me on a long drive from you know one town to another that was three hours away in the middle of the night, and sometimes when I'm working on my art projects and I can't figure out what to listen to or what Netflix show to binge, there's nothing quite like just throwing on AM radio and just seeing what they're talking about. So I still like to tune in to AM radio, even though I have access to a lot of those same shows on demand, I still like to turn it on and tune in. So there's something about that that uh, relationship that a live radio host has with his listeners that I really enjoy and I really, uh, I really can cling to because... I know that he's doing it in real time. Besides a bumper, or not a bumper, but besides a dump, so there's you know a dump where say I drop the, and now I dump that. So um, if you drop like the f bomb or something, and they go back and they rewind it, and then they don't uh, play it through the airwaves, it's just in case you get a caller. You can always tell when a when a caller, it'll be like, you know, Jim in Iowa, how are you doing tonight? And the guy'll be like, Hey, how's it going? Bob in Ohio and you'll just hear it skip ahead like that that's from them dumping it that means that that person was either belligerent uh drinking uh the grandpa's uh cough syrup and uh were just uh over the top or they swore or something like that so you can always tell that in uh, talk radio if there was if there was something belligerent coming through the airwaves at 2 a.m. so um but anyway the the podcasts that I like to listen to are generally re-recordings of the old shows and I like the whole experience of of the podcast, I mean, of the AM radio show from the interesting, quirky, and kind of goofy radio commercials. And some of these things, I'm like, they allow that on the radio? But they would never allow that on regular TV. So to me, it's interesting how like the, what is it, the FCC uh, has such a tight grip around television. And maybe they're loosening it up now. I think of like Walking Dead and Mad Men and shows on AMC and stuff that are a little looser and, I've even seen some pretty intense curse words dropped on pro wrestling recently that wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have been able to fly by the networks back in the day. But there was something about radio that seemed to be ahead of the time with TV. I remember some of the shows like, I don't know if any of you guys remember, like, Loveline. It was Dr. Drew, and they talked about people's various ailments in the bedroom, and it was pretty entertaining and pretty funny. And I remember that. And some of the fun commercials on there, and then I remember uh, Coast to Coast AM, where they would talk about uh, paranormal activity and aliens, and they would have these fringe scientists and um, phony psychologists and astrologers and whatever you 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 name it, they've had it on there, and I really find that that entertaining above all else because that was before the podcast. Like everybody, you you look now and you can find a podcast on absolutely everything. But back then, Coast to Coast AM was the one weird space you could go to that was on the radio. And I still love listening on YouTube to the old like nineteen ninety-four ghost to ghost where people would call in with their ghost stories. I would love to do something like that sometime. Um but yeah, I just really enjoy um some of the some of the ways that AM radio formed how we consume entertainment and like what buttons we're allowed to push and what lengths we're allowed to go to entertain our listeners and to keep them hooked and to keep them interested. So as far as the sports angle goes, I'm going to have a good section of sports. A, a, good, a good chunk of this show is going to be sports. I'd say 25% of it. Uh, I I love nothing more than football. And I think after football season's over, it's going to cut down because – I could talk about the NBA if you gave me an hour to prepare and I had a guest who was really well-versed in it, and I'm not opposed to doing that at all. So if you love the NBA and you really want to talk about it, shoot me a message. I'm more than happy to, uh, to set something up. Um, But the NFL is something that I followed religiously since probably I was in second grade, since I was the age that my son is now. So it's something that I just know like the back of my hand and I've studied history on it and all that. So I could fill a lot of time with that. Once you fill up on something, you can really puke out a lot of it for a long time as well. So I could talk for days about football. Another subject that I really enjoy talking about, and it's a really broad subject, so I'm going to narrow it down even further, but, you know, starting with art and entertainment, I kind of branch it off into film, uh, music, and then visual art, if I could break it down into those three categories. Film is something that I don't know enough about. I know what movies I like, but there is a level of, I want to say, uh, I, w- I don't want to call it like a, profet- you know, a prophet a profession of sorts, um, it is. But the word that I'm looking for is more so, uh, not not even like a discipline, but you can be a real student to film. And I don't think I've been a student to film in the way that I've been a student to even like the NFL, or a student to comic books, or comic history, or American history, even. So film is something that I have a lot to learn, and I I actually have a couple guests lined up that are going to be well versed in the film. The film realm, if you will, and they know more things because, like, comics have like some overlap with it, but there's a big difference in knowing the nuts and bolts of these things and then actually, again, chewing on them. Uh, So I really want to get into film, and I hope that this podcast uh, opportunity allows me to talk to more people who are passionate about film. But as far as uh, visual arts and music go, those are where it really starts to fire on all cylinders for me because I got my start with visual arts, really, not only. I guess I can really say that I got visual, my visual arts got started with comics, but it really started a fire in my belly, and I really thought of it as a realistic uh, dream job about the time where my visual art intersected with music. Now, I started playing guitar back in 2007, and I took to it really quickly. I was very surprised at how I went from someone who couldn't carry a tune in a bucket to being able to pick up the guitar, and within four months, I was able to play in a talent show, ...and do really well, I was actually surprised looking back at how... um, ...just how I was able to grasp those concepts so quickly. Sadly, I kind of peaked back in 2012, so I haven't really had any growth... ...and it's mainly been because I haven't been trying to push out music or write. But for a good four years, I was really immersed in music... ...and my passion for comics and illustration became handy with my band and my friends' bands... ...because I could draw the t-shirts and I could draw the posters... And pretty soon, these bands were saying, "Hey, I'll get you Taco Bell if you can make us a T-shirt design." And then pretty soon, you know, it built from there. Here's a twenty dollar bill. Make our poster. And I remember I had a meeting with a uh, pro, uh, not a producer, but uh, with a um, who who develops the shows and promoter. Uh, he he promoted a lot of shows in the cities, and he sat down and said, "Jesse, for fifteen dollars each, I'm gonna sign you one for ten show posters." And I remember I traveled, like, that like that barely covered the gas because I traveled, like, an hour to get there. But that was, like, a, fir- a first big move for me when this guy's like, here's 150 bucks. now give me 10 show posters. Now, obviously, that rate compared to now is comical, and I don't, I don't work for that, uh, that rate at all anymore. But at the time, that was huge. That was a huge milestone knowing that my ability garnered the, uh, the hard work and the hard-earned money of another creative. So, someone who was putting on shows knew that they needed to have con- posters that were eye-catching and that would be able to be part of the funnel of getting uh, people into the arena, not the arena, but the venue, and viewing these bands. So, it felt good to be uh, an actual functional part of that process, and to be able to do that with art was was a lot of fun. So, that's kind of where the tipping point came for me actually doing this, and You know, like with everything, it grows incrementally. You know, you start making more money, you start getting more projects. Uh, I can go into my history for weeks. I mean, I lived it. But essentially, I kind of got to a point where I wanted to focus more on the art than I did the music. And that's when I started. And then I had a child. So that was a big... uh, it's really hard to have a kid and and tour in a band. I I if you if you are a musician and you're able to tour and you have a kid and you have are able to build that um, build that bond and forge that part of your legacy while you're on the road, man. I gotta I gotta tip my hat tip my hat to you because raising kids is really hard and um, it's it's something that if you can't put your attention toward it, it's it seems to me like it's even more difficult. I to be candid on my end, um, I was. I was actually uh, treated for alcoholism a couple times uh, a few years back and just being away for that time made it really difficult and was really hard to function and really hard to build it really put the relationship on pause with my son and so like something like that with being a traveling musician and I think with you know Skype and with Facebook Live and all that you can do a lot of really cool things and connect in ways that you never could could never could if you were a traveling musician in say the 70s and 80s But I think uh, in general, having a kid kind of grounds you, brings you back down to earth a little bit, makes you step back and look at things in a different light. So that's what really made me, you know, hunker down and be like, all right, I need to get a day job. I need to do art on the side. So that's what brings me to here. There's like a seven or eight year jump from that point to now. But, you know, all in all, that's where that's what really got the ball rolling for me uh, with music and with visual art. So. Um, But I wanted to touch on that. I wanted to talk to some of the people who are who have been out there doing it for 20, 30 years. And I want to talk to some of the people who've only been doing it for two, three months. I think there's a lot to be said about someone who's gone through multiple cycles of explosive creation, uh, explosive, uh, explosive inspiration. And just getting a lot done and then that like those lulls and sometimes they last for some people years where they can't get anything done where um, some sort of setbacks keeps them from doing what they love. And then being able to come back around and sometimes years and decades later and relight that spark and hit the ground running again. And then you have someone who's just starting it for the first time and has that raw passion and energy. And I hope that that raw passion and energy uh, from those, some of those beginners and me being a beginner for podcasts uh, is able to inspire some of you guys to step out of your box and really just do something. I mean, you got nothing to lose by by trying something. So that's the way that I'm approaching this podcast. And this podcast is flowing a lot easier just from the, like two, three takes that I did earlier. Where I was trying to introduce my show and trying to get the ball rolling and starting off on the right foot. I think that it's a lot better when I just said, you know what, I'm just going to hit record and start talking. So um, I think there's something to be said with just being yourself and jumping right in. I didn't really have a whole lot else to cover, but I do want to make sure that I make it clear that I want to have any type of guest on. I don't care if you've never been on a podcast before uh, I'm happy to take this journey with you because, I mean, I think we've all done, if we all do something that we're that we're scared of and that we're nervous about, if we just go out and do it, I, my life experience tells me that it pays off. Whether you embarrass yourself, fall flat on your face, or if you thrive and you find that you love something in a way that you, ne- that you never thought you would, you're learning something and you can add that to the table. I think it's just as important to find out what you don't like um, as it is to find out what you do like. For the longest time, I actually thought that uh, you would have to do some of the things you don't like to get what you want. And there's, there's a, a good chunk of truth to that. But I think it's been distorted in our culture to in order to get where you want to go, you have to do things you don't want to do. And I don't think that's the way it works. I think you have to love something enough to be able to do some of the stuff that you don't want to do. I think there's truth to that phrase, but I think it's in the wrong order. And that's what I want to get across too. And a theme that I want to share with some of the creatives that I have on the show. So um, for me, I thought that I wanted to be a graphic designer and graphic designers make better money than illustrators, comic artists, especially. Um, But I realized that, can I get paid X amount of dollars to do something that I absolutely hate that I'd come home from work and, Doing the part-time, you know, working at a, full, at a full-time full job and then part-time on your art, coming home from work and just dreading getting starting, started on that project. I'd much rather come home and be super stoked to get rolling on something than I would be uh, to do something that's going to pay, but it's going to make my life, my quality of life go down. So it really is a quality of life thing. I think it's important for everyone to step back, look in the mirror, uh, be honest with themselves, get self-aware. Whatever you have to do, ask a close friend what they think and really uh, forge ahead based on that. So if, uh, if there was one thing that I wanted to get out of this podcast, it would be the experience to, to not only you know, get my, my vocal uh, oratory storytelling skills out there and leveled up a little bit, but I want to be able to connect with new creatives and find out what makes them tick. I had a friend of mine tell me that uh, she, I just joined a group that she invited me to And I wasted no time in jumping in on the conversation and giving advice and feedback. And for me, giving advice and feedback in a way is selfish. And uh, the way that I see it is the more advice and feedback and critique and um, just comments that I give, the more that I enter a conversation. And the more that I enter the conversation, like, quote unquote, the conversation at large, um, is the more that I get back because these people who I start conversing with are able to start giving me feedback and are able to start, uh, you know, telling me, giving me directive and giving me critique and giving me cool new ideas to run with. So, and it's not something that you can manufacture. Like I have to be genuinely interested in the subject to really uh, lend my two cents to it. If not, it's not worth doing it. So it's it's a really good cycle. It's a really good circle of creativity and life to be able to give to the community and then to get it right back to you naturally without trying or without going in with ulterior motives and wanting something back. Um, it's got to come from a realistic place. And when it comes from a realistic place, people can tell. That's one of the things that people are really good at inherently. It's one of the things that make us human is we're really good. Our BS meters are usually pretty tuned up, so we can always tell Um, And the people who who can't, uh, it's unfortunate, but I think that you can if you're in tune with yourself. I think if you know who you are, it's a lot easier to understand how you relate to other people. And I think that's where that quote-unquote BS meter um, starts to become a thing, whatever that may be. So we're getting on 20 minutes here. I've chatted your ear off, but I just wanted to get some of those basic ideas down. And more importantly, I wanted to just get them out in the universe, if there's anything that I can do like a year from now playing this back and this next year coming up and all the goals that I have, um, I want to be able to at least use this as a benchmark to hold myself accountable to the goals that I want to do that I want to accomplish in 2020. So I guess I'll lay them out right here. Goal number one in 2020 is I want to get this podcast rolling. I want to get a hundred episodes done of a podcast, whether it's two, three a day, or it's one a day for, for a hundred days. Um, I want to get that done. I want to have, um, have a better understanding of what I want to do and have a better understanding of the type of content I want to put out there. Number two is I want to be working full time as an illustrator and a brand developer. What I love and one of the angles that I didn't really talk about before is the brand development. I think that a lot of these creative people who I'm going to have on the podcast also have a huge ceiling and a lot of potential for building a personal brand around the things they love. And I really want to gear the conversation on another level to helping people um, get in tune with what they're passionate about and be able to spend more time with it and to be able to be afforded the free time to uh, not, not just uh, do it on their free time, but um, to actually do it and take time off work and to be able to afford and sustain some of these passion projects that they've always wanted to do. So if I can inspire one person to say, I'm cutting back 10 hours of my full-time job because I can afford to sit and talk on a podcast about knitting I can afford to go take photographs for families because I get paid to do it if that inspires someone to just add 10 hours a week to their life uh, doing things that they love I think I've I've accomplished my goal so that's a big goal for me too is just to inspire someone out there who's listening um, to take action and actually do something that they want to do I think it's really fascinating that you have people who can make money playing video games. I think back to even 15, 20 years ago, there is a stigma around, or not not a stigma, but they the two phrases of lazy and video games kind of got tied together. And at that time, I, I can see why it was framed up that way. But now, you're not a lazy video gamer, you're a really good gamer, and you can actually go out and start a Twitch channel you can actually go out and connect with musicians and start getting con- entertaining content out there because people are watching. And back then, uh, people weren't watching when you were you know, winning in Mario and winning in some of those early N64 games. People weren't watching, but now video games are a form of entertainment. And the line has blurred between film and, and movie. I mean, uh, film and gaming. And I think that's really cool that uh, video game players can actually... Uh, make a living doing what they love. And oh, I think I'm about uh, talked out on that one. I, I, j- I just I wanted to get some of those ideas out there so that I can hold myself accountable, so that I can reference back to where I was at the beginning, beginning of 2020. Um, so I just want to thank you for listening. I have a lot of work to do tonight. It's like eight thirty. I'm gonna be up till midnight or one doing it. So I just want to thank you for bearing with me. If you made it through this far into the podcast, I want to welcome you again to join me on the podcast and to talk about the things that you want to talk about and the things that you're passionate about and the things that you want to do in 2020. So if you have any anything to throw back at me, I'd love to hear your goals for not just 2020 but for the whole next decade. I think by 2030, if I'm still alive, if I'm still in good health, I want to be running my own, uh, I want to have a successful personal brand, and I want it to be branched around um, creating comics, illustration, and talking about the things that I love. So let me know what your goals are for the next decade. Uh, If you hear this and you don't have any goals for the next decade, I would love to have an episode talking about what kind of goals you can set. I think that'd be great. I think the possibilities are endless and I think there's a million different directions we can go, but the only way to get there is to take the first step. So thank you for joining me and I'll catch up with you next time.